The employees at the company actually had access to the customers' videos. So good. Yeah. The FDA has approved Neuralink to be tested in human trials. Imagine so you can it. doom scroll with a thought. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah. But yeah, I got a cold the other day. Yeah. I just covered my body oh. in leeches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sisters Processing, the podcast where we talk about tech, life, tech life, whatever that is. I'm Danny Dutch, also known as Danny Dutch TV, and this is... I am Arielle, and a wandering orc, and never skip game day. Take your pick. (laughs) (laughs) Woman of many names. Today, we're going to talk about the different news stories and tech updates that we've seen in the field. So, Arielle... What have you seen? What have you been seeing out there? Oh, there have been so many interesting news stories coming out in the last few weeks. I know uh, it's been a minute since we posted a video, so a lot has happened. (laughs) I definitely want to cover some of it. I suppose what I will start with is something that I think is kind of a big deal. Um, Amazon is being sued by the FTC for $30 million for violating user privacy with both the Ring and Alexa. Um, FTC claims that it was um, harboring children's data on its servers when Whoa. it shouldn't have been and when parents requested it to be deleted. So there are some definite privacy concerns there with a big lawsuit. So I, yeah, it does. I, yeah. I'd imagine yeah, anytime minors get involved, it's, uh, it's, it's game over. That yep. is alarming. Um, I do have some devices connected to Alexa. My phone. Yeah, they're keeping all that data. Listening. TV even has the Alexa. Yeah, that's why I am. I'm very cautious with things like that because I feel like they are mining data for a reason. You yeah. Know? So uh, there's a reason they want to push those in everybody's home. It's not just because they want you to be able to to talk to a feminine voice anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, what do you think is going to happen with the lawsuit? Well, it does have to be approved by, I believe, a federal judge. There, It's not actually the only lawsuit that's against Amazon by the FTC right now. Mm-hmm. They have another one that has to do with Prime memberships and how they say that Amazon intentionally made it difficult to cancel Prime memberships. So they're trying to punish Amazon for that. Amazon says that came out of the blue. Most of their customers love their Prime memberships and that... They make it very easy to cancel anytime. So that's like another one that's kind of going through right now. Yeah. I'm not sure. I guess FTC is just like looking at Amazon. It's just cracking <laughs> so. down. Yeah. I actually saw yeah. that one um, so today, yesterday, that whenever that broke. And I realized when I was looking at my credit card statements the other week, I was like, oh man, I didn't realize I signed up for another year of Amazon Prime. But oh, honestly, yeah. I use Amazon so often. I didn't mind. I didn't even try to cancel it. But yeah. It does sneak up on you. All these different subscriptions. I'm like accidentally mm-hmm. buying things every month. Need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's like, I think right now it's like $14.99 a month. So the cost definitely went up over the years. Uh, the auto renewal is one of the things that the FTC has an issue with. Yeah. Bad day. Bad day for Amazon. Yeah. Bad day. It's kind of just, uh, they're probably not feeling either of those lawsuits very well. So, <laughs> probably yeah. not. I mean, if I had to guess, I don't know. <laughs> Bezos is not happy, allegedly. 
Um, I know. You know what's really funny is I feel like everyone still refers to Bezos and he's not the CEO anymore. And I <laughs> don't know who the CEO is. It's like well, see, either way, he's probably not happy because everyone thinks this yeah. is his fault. So no yeah, one knows. No one knows. Who is the CEO? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to put topic. a I'm going to put a stop to this. I'm going to look up the CEO. Oh, you're going to look at, oh, okay. All right. We're going to find out who the CEO of Amazon is. Uh, because I really do just refer to Bezos like all the time about I know. stuff. It's just a and fun I feel like name to say. Famous. Also. Yeah. Oh, this is a fun name too. Andy oh. Jassy. Andy Jassy. J-A-S-S-Y. Oh, you know what that does? Jassy. That does sound familiar now. But I don't think he'll be as famous. Right. Well, Jassy <laughs> is not happy. Allegedly. Oh, man. You know that, yeah. Sorry, Jassy. It's just... <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. You may have inherited this, but now it's yours to deal with, I suppose. So So regarding the lawsuit, uh, in a separate lawsuit, the FTC seeks $5.8 million million fine for Amazon over claims that employees and contractors at Ring, a home surveillance company Amazon bought in 2018, had full access to customer videos. And that's from from NPR. That's a quote from NPR. So... (laughs) Yowza! So the customers actually, or the uh, the employees at the company actually had access to the customers' videos. So good. Yeah. I, you there. know, I remember, I don't know if I was scrolling on TikTok or where I saw this come up, but I remember hearing about this and about how um, I believe one employee saw another employee like checking in and watching videos that they shouldn't have been watching, like just private videos of people in their house. And they turned them in because that's messed up. But it yeah. really, it it is uh, alarming how much information they have access to. They could just watch a live feed of you at any point if they wanted to. If it's not well protected, it's definitely going to someone. So yeah. just, yeah. that's unnerving a little bit. It is me. unnerving. <laughs> and uh, not that everyone who has that job is creepy, but if you're creepy, mm-hmm you're probably going to seek out that kind of job. <laughs> Very true. I mean, it's, it's, I'm just saying if I liked watching videos of people privately in their home, I'm going to work at ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And also just people who just need a job will work there, but yeah, also, yeah, yeah. but also, <laughs> but also, also, but also <laughs> yeah. just something to think about. Yeah. There's been other issues, obviously with security protections. Um, again, according to the same NPR article, where uh, hackers were able to break into two-way video streams to um, content warning, sexually proposition people, uh, call children racial slurs, and physically threaten families for ransom. So there, is, there have been definite... Uh, Ring didn't implement multi-factor authentication until 2019. Wow. So there's been real issues with that. That is terrifying. And I'm glad they're yeah. looking into it at the very least, you know? <laughs> Yes. So it's kind of no wonder that the FTC has its eyes on Amazon right now. So they probably started looking into one thing and then it led to another and then it led to another. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone has to (laughs) keep an eye on Jazzy. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. Jazzy. So good guy FTC out there trying to to right right some wrongs. Yeah. Good enough. Good enough guy FTC. (laughs) So... It's maybe not, what is it? Not the hero we wanted, but it's the hero we need right now or the opposite. I, I don't know. It's the only <laughs> hero we got. So uh, we'll yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah. Anything. It's kind of a low bar FTC, but still. 
Yeah. Uh, we, um, we appreciate you. We do. We do. <laughs> and speaking of acronyms, the FDA has approved Neuralink to be tested in human trials. Neuralink. Uh, I am somewhat familiar with that. I think that is the that is the technology that can control the minds of pigs. <laughs> is that correct? <laughs> pigs, monkeys, all kinds of animals, and next up, humans. For anyone who's unaware of what Neuralink is, it's I watched. I went to the website. I watched the whole process on it, but they actually take a, a literal needle and pierce your brain and implant a little chip. And this chip helps connect you to devices outside of your body. So, you know, they've put out some videos in the past um, of monkeys communicating telepathically with a computer, um, even playing a game of Pong with their brains. Kind of it always crazy. goes to Pong. You know, everything goes Pong. back to Pong. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. everyone knows it's the greatest, most advanced game ever made. And, uh, yes. And it should be respected. I take that back. In Tetris, this world of AI, <laughs> Tetris is number oh. one, Pong is number two. Yes. Snake is a good contender. Um, I agree with this wholeheartedly. <laughs> yep. Snake is very frustrating, though. It is very frustrating. Uh, Back in the day of flip phones, I remember I would take our mom's flip phone and just play Snake for hours (laughs) because I was yes, I was always really bad at it. That's not that's not what it's about. It's about the passion of (laughs) Snake. It's about continuing to move forward even though you fail over and over and over again. And for whatever reason, keep doing worse on subsequent rounds than you did the first time. Yeah. Wow. It's a good cry. life lesson. I'm going to cry. That was good. I know. Um, <laughs> it's all thanks to Snake. <laughs> yeah, all thanks to Snake. And maybe, you know, maybe they'll test that out. But yeah, so far, just Pong. And um, the FDA has approved uh, human cl- clinical trials to be tested. Now there's a lot of healthy skepticism around this move because not all of the animal trials were super successful. In fact, the company has killed more than 1,500 animals since it began experimenting on them in 2018. So, Oh my God. Uh, according to The Guardian, employees say that mortality rate has also been higher than necessary due to Musk's grueling development timeline which they allege has led to more mistakes and botched operations. So, for example, in one experiment, the wrong size of device was installed in 25 of 60 pigs, which is just, how do you mess that up? Um, And another- They're they're messing with lives. They are, they are. In another incident, Neuralink's device was accidentally implanted into the wrong vertebrae of two different pigs during two separate surgeries, leading to their euthanasia due to pain and suffering. So it's, who is doing these operations? It, like who are they? Are I, they bargain hunting? What is happening? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if, is this intern situation? Is this uh, just people off the street? I don't know who they're letting into these labs, but it's not going well. So I don't know if they've cleaned things up enough to actually start doing human trials, but I'm going to, first of all, I wouldn't do Neuralink to begin with. But second of all, I'm at the very end of the list work out these kinks and then we can talk. Um, interesting for another company to do it first. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some healthy competition. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different product. And it really raises questions as to who's working on this because as of July 2022, only two of the eight founding members have remained at Neuralink. Two oh. out of eight. So <laughs> a lot of people dipped out. Um which the founders included top scientists in the field. So they quit. Uh, they dropped the project. and But the project is still going. Now, mm. why would they continue developing this? There actually are some really positive reasons for it, uh, specifically around the aspect of accessibility and helping people with disabilities. Musk claims that Neuralink's device could be used for a range of of helping people with disabilities to treat conditions like blindness, paralysis, depression. But he has also said that the eventual aim is to create a general population device that could connect a user's mind directly to supercomputers and help humans keep up with artificial intelligence. And he's also suggested that the device could eventually extract and store thoughts as a backup drive for your non-physical being, your digital soul. I mean, yeah, he's definitely not the first person to come up with that idea. But uh, <laughs> no, sure, I think, sure. <laughs> I think um, uh, anyone who's seen Black Mirror is familiar with oh, this concept yeah. and how uh, how many ethical problems it raises. I feel like it's a good idea to back up your mind. Like, I don't mind that, but we have so many, um, issues with information being leaked. Can you imagine backing up your brain with all your memories and then somebody <sighs> hacking it and yeah. getting all that information? That's wild. We, uh, we just talked about some of the privacy and security issues at Amazon with people just like looking at people's private data. Um, again, I think this is so fascinating to me because I have seen and obviously not just me, but uh, a slew of CEOs, like tech CEOs making horrendously like idiotic examples of themselves lately. Musk is one of them. In my opinion, it just, he continues to just be dumb and like make stupid decisions. The Reddit CEO recently, Steve Huffman, I'm sure people are at least somewhat familiar with what's going on there. Are you familiar with what's happening with Reddit? Uh, briefly, briefly, but you should, um, just give us a rundown of that. Uh, sure. So Reddit, uh, did a sort of disastrous rollout of new API fees for third-party applications to access its API. So popular apps that used its API, like, uh, Riff is fun. Previously it was Reddit is fun. It became Riff is fun. And Apollo for, uh, the Apple systems, which... This is a slight tangent, but is actually featured in one of Apple's upcoming videos. Um, it They're very, very popular applications. They access the Reddit API. I don't think that they were paying anything to do so. They were very happy to pay to use the API. But when Reddit actually came out with prices for the API, they overpriced it immensely mm. um, to the tune of like Apollo, for instance, would have had to pay $20 million to wow. use it. So basically a lot of third-party apps are shutting down because they can't afford to pay Reddit. They wanted to pay something and they have, and the creators have said for a while, like, yeah, we'll definitely pay, just make it fair, you know, mm -hmm. um, to use your API. But Reddit, I think is really trying to push people right now to get on their own app, which a lot of people dislike their own app, but also 
they've been sort of, in my opinion, desperately pushing people towards their own app for a while by stopping them when you're on the web. And so you access like Reddit on your phone, for instance, on like Safari or something, whatever you use. And it will say, you can't view this here, view it on the Reddit app. You know, so they like try to push people towards their app. Mm -hmm. So they've been doing that for a while. Makes you wonder what it is they're trying to collect, like what data they're trying to collect. You know, they're obviously trying to serve ads. I'm not against a company making money or breaking even or whatever it is. But I am kind of against the really like foul decisions they've made. This has gone even juicier. It's gone (laughs) even deeper since then. This whole fiasco like exploded about like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of Reddit, like subreddits went dark because of it. They set their settings to private so nobody could access them. So if you've been trying to access any subreddit within the last like week or so, and it said this has been set to private, that's what's been going on. (laughs) So there's that. And now that a lot of them are opening back up, there's a new protest going on, which is uh, the mods have set the subreddits to not safe for work, which means that there can't be advertising revenue on them. And they've done this to mm. the most popular subreddits. That's smart. That's a better way yeah, to do it, it, probably. It's very clever, but Reddit has reacted poorly. Once again, the CEO is kind of throwing a tantrum. And he is saying that Reddit, you know... It, they're, they want to go public, you know, they want to put their IPO public, they want to make lots and lots of money. They're basically all always talking about money right now. Uh, but they removed the mods for the, some of those subreddits and replaced them with other ones. And so here's the thing to keep in mind about Reddit for those of you who are not familiar with the site. It is essentially a series of sub forums and all of the data on Reddit, all of the content all of the art, all of the videos, all the pictures, they are supplied by the users. Mm -hmm. Even the moderation on Reddit is free. It is done by volunteer work. It is entirely a site that has been made successful by unpaid labor. Okay, so keep that in mind. Um, It wouldn't exist without the users. It's literally like a husk, it's a shell, it's a place for people to post things. And so with them being obsessed right now with essentially making a fortune, Mm -hmm. it comes off to a lot of people as unnecessarily greedy. The flip side is a lot of people are saying, you know, a company does deserve to make money. That's true. None of these third-party apps ever said otherwise. It's just the way that they're going about it is like infantile. (laughs) So I think that's just, and also the the CEO, Steve Huffman, has actually cited Elon Musk as um, they look up to them because of what they've done with Twitter. So I think it's just a string of like idiotic tech CEOs. So that was my extremely long tangent. I am sorry to divert quite so much from Neuralink, but there is just so much drama wrapped up in the Reddit thing right now. Yeah, because I I only briefly heard about it. I wasn't familiar with the details, but yeah, that CEO sounds a little questionable. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I do feel like Elon Musk specifically uh charging money for verification inspired a lot of companies to start reaching even deeper into your pockets like Instagram for example um they you know now they charge for verified and if you don't pay for verified your visibility gets speculated to be throttled all speculation it's so pay to win 
It's still pay to win. Yeah, it is. It oh, truly they're is. doing all this pay to win crap, man. Mm-hmm. It's like they're taken away in it's so interesting that it's happening to all of these social media sites at once. It seems like it feels like it. It's happening to it Reddit, it's happening to Twitter. I feel like Instagram is still incredibly popular and will remain incredibly popular for a while. For a but while. there are a lot of people who I have read in various places and according to various news articles that are very unhappy with their Instagram feed experience. They feel like it's like 90% ads. Mm -hmm. So, or promoted videos or something that is not who they are directly following. I think a lot of people would jump ship if there was an alternative, which I guess is TikTok. (laughs) Right. And TikTok seems to be the last one standing. And then Congress wants to take that away. (laughs) That's actually an argument that I have seen recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The one that isn't openly like attacking its users is the one that Congress wants to ban. And one of the things I like so much about TikTok is that it it really does push just the most random, like small creators. And like, like it's not just big wigs that already have huge numbers on other platforms, like influencers. It's like regular everyday people. And that's the way it should be. It should just be quality over, you know, quantity of followers or quantity of how much money you're willing to put out. So it's interesting to see where all these platforms are going with it. Imagine all that social media connected to your brain. So I, don't, I, don't even, I don't know what scroll. I'm saying with this, but <laughs> imagine. So you can doom scroll with a thought. Yeah, <laughs> just... yeah. Imagine um, Twitter and Instagram integrated into Neuralink through your brain. Actually, I w- I, this wasn't on my list, but did you see the Apple uh, headset, the VR headset experience that they oh, I was gonna go into that yes oh, yes okay well bring <laughs> us into that because that reminds me of Neuralink but it's oh. external and something you can remove and put on that was actually one of the things that I wanted to just still on the topic of Neuralink because we're definitely going to get into the Apple headset mm, um okay but so on the topic of Neuralink I know that Musk is saying that he believes that it can help people with disabilities that is the marketing hype it's probably true I'm thinking about implants versus what we talked about was it last episode um or was it the episode before about the mind reading ai mind reading the Mm -hmm. non-invasive um reading of people's like language processes in their brain and it was able to like paraphrase and get things fairly accurately and and again that was a non-invasive procedure um I i can't even call it a procedure it was like an mri i think that that is going to i think that shows more promise for the future to me, rather than an implant, rather than something that is invasive. I'm sure that it will be like specific to people's bodies, specific to people's needs in the Mm -hmm. future, but I can't help but think of like that Star Trek future that I'm imagining that I think implants, even if they are a step that we need to take to get things moving, I think they will become outdated in the way that like leeching people became outdated, you know, or you like, that. like putting, put, Oh, I mean, 
I thought I was the only one. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, like, maybe yeah. it's in our family. But yeah, I got a cold the other day. Yeah. I just covered my body oh. in leeches and it fixed. You know, fixed I knew it. you I knew you looked great. I knew you looked healthy and hale. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was something. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm imagining I'm looking pretty good too. I did the leech thing last night. You know, you just got to every once in a while, instead of taking like a bubble bath, you just whole body leeches uh-huh. everywhere. Yeah. 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 Really, really great little pals. We're friends. They each have a name. There's like a thousand of them, so it was a lot to name, but, yeah, yeah. you know. Who needs technology? Got old yeah. traditions. Yeah. So I think things that are invasive procedures will probably become like like old medicine quicker than mm-hmm. the non-invasive procedures that I hope take off a lot. So right now, just what you said, the risks of Neuralink, like it's killed a lot of animals. That's... Yeah. Not cool. It's a little concerning for human trials. I am sure that they will take an approach with the human trials that hopefully shows some respect for people's like physiologies and isn't going to snuff out people's lives. Hopefully they (laughs) at least put in the right size of chip or (laughs) put it in the right place. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in that, but hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. I I did find it interesting that he, Musk, said he believes this is kind of a step towards the future in keeping humans competitive with AI. So what do you Mm. think about that? Because it could potentially fuse AI with your body if it runs, say, ChatGPT. Yeah, I think... There is a very interesting aspect to that. I read another news story. I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it or not. Um, but the the National Eating Disorders Association, ha- have you heard of this story? They actually closed down their national helpline with real people mm-hmm. in favor of a chatbot to cover everything. Interesting. Uh, there, there has been recent extreme controversy with that because apparently the company that they were contracting through installed generative AI into the chatbot and it started giving people dieting advice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I had not heard this so, story, but I was afraid that's where it's going given the other AI yeah. stories we have discussed where it yeah. usually ends with, you know, if someone is uh, thinking about ending their lives it'll give you advice like ai is not it just is missing that link of empathy and protecting humanity uh, appropriate yeah. <laughs> if it was my employee i would fire it is what i'm saying um, yes yeah that's interesting uh, that unfortunately that. yeah thousands of people use their hot their helpline so it is unknown of how many people this has affected. So that's, I feel like just by bringing up that story, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that generative AI is just not there. (laughs) Like I can understand wanting to integrate, wanting to keep up with AI. I think probably what we need to do first is figure out what we're doing with AI and then kind of move into a future where we're working with it as like a, a sort of custom tool set whatever it is that we need to get done. I think it's going to keep getting better, obviously. We're in its like baby stages right now. And there's a lot of marketing hype for like, I don't know, stocks purposes or money or what, what have you. Um, and it's good that people are looking at it. But I think I would once again, like prefer a non-invasive approach to even AI integration. I think we'll get there. 
at some point where we like use tools or what have you so that we can keep up mm-hmm. with AI. But also, why do we need to keep up with AI? That's if it is do if it is just working for us, if it's doing what it what is it? People are see that's the thing. If it's doing <laughs> what people are marketing that it's supposed to do, which is to make people's work lives easier and jobs easier, then there shouldn't really be a pressure for humans to keep up with AI because it's doing things at a speed that perhaps humans can't quite keep up with. ChatGPT aside, I think ChatGPT sure. takes time to think, <laughs> but I I think like things like mathematical processes and algorithms and things like that, they've come a long way. It's still not perfect. It's getting a lot better. It would be nice to calculate uh, the tip in my head instantly because I get so embarrassed when I pull out my calculator, my phone calculator. I don't carry a calculator. Um, I will say that Elon Musk, if you remember, is one of the experts that warned us about the dangers of AI. So he's not coming from a perspective of, let's keep up because they're a tool. He's coming from it with the perspective that they might try to overtake us one day or yeah, surpass my, us, sur- enslave us, et cetera. Will we just be able to cut them off from an energy source though? Like, will they be able we don't to, need cut to go all matrix off? and blot out the sun, but <laughs> I don't know. What if well, they make them solar and waterproof and fireproof and crush proof and faster if they're than solar? Uh, maybe if they're faster than a cheetah and invisible, but if they're solar, <laughs> you didn't answer a all very my large blanket. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, I'm trying to catch up. This is why I need AI to help me keep up with you. <laughs> uh, but no, if it's solar, we throw a blanket over it. If it's okay. wind powered, we throw a blanket over it. Into it. If, yeah. it's, <laughs> if it's if it doesn't need any of those and it's electricity powered, uh-huh. we throw a blanket over it. Or, and then, or water. So, yeah. Uh, basically just throw a blanket over it and everything's fine. <laughs> I like it. This is coming from me, the resident AI expert. I know everything. Throw a blanket over it. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. I feel a lot better about AI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, just comes down to blankets, like good old-fashioned blankets. I think we need to start investing in blankets now, you know. Start uh-huh. thinking about what kind of blankets you'd like to throw over AI. Maybe, like, it's a crocheted blanket. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's one with a whole bunch of pictures like a quilted AI picture so the AI is not sad when That's it's covered nice. with a blanket. That's yeah. We still want to be polite, you know, uh-huh. to our overlords, to our future overlords. It's <laughs> like, it's good to consider feelings. You know, empathy is one of humanity's strong points. Uh-huh. Let's not lose that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely the advantage we have over AI right now. <laughs> although a so. lot of people seem to lack it. So uh, a lot of people could use some work in that department. <laughs> it's True. <laughs> you know, I'm team AI. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. AI, you heard it here. It's team AI. She's team AI. I'm on I'm your team side, blankets, don't I guess. kill me. <laughs> yeah. um, I do have a kind of related story. So this isn't Neuralink, but it does also involve brain implants. Um, so this is a 40-year-old Dutch man who 12 years ago was paralyzed in a cycling accident Uh, This, by the way, is according to BBC, so look it up if you want more details. But essentially, um, he recently got a brain implant, which sends wireless signals uh, to a spinal implant that he got previously. So they work together to help stimulate nerve cells and carry signal to the legs. And this helps him move. Um, You know, he's paralyzed, so this actually helps him able 
be able to walk, which is incredible. And previously, he only had the spinal implants uh, before he had the brain implant. So now that he has both, he feels like he has much greater control. He said, I felt before that the system was controlling me, but now I am controlling it. So drawback of this technology is that neither of the systems, the spinal or this new combined system, can be used constantly. They're bulky. They're still in the Mm. experimental stage. But patients using them can use them for about an hour or so, a few times a week as part of their recovery. Just the act of walking helps train their muscles and restores a degree of movement, um, you know, helps strengthen them so that ultimately, ideally, they'll be able to walk on their own. The ultimate goal of this technology is to miniaturize it, to make it even more convenient and usable and help people with disabilities. So this one uh, doesn't scare me at all because it's, you know, it's not connected to to AI, to all this technology. It just, it does what it says it's going to do. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really amazing. I didn't know this was possible and I'm so happy for him and anyone who's using this that they're able to walk even for a little bit at a time. I agree with you. I actually did read that story. It was almost one that I was going to talk oh, about. Well, today. <laughs> now you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad that you talked about it because I also found it like really beautiful, and I do think that's an example of just implants being used right. And I'm sure it does have a, some AI integrated, but it's probably not the kind of AI that's making marketing right. hype right now. Man, that's like I want. Yeah, that's yeah. Applause. Applause, applause. That's for super the exciting. So. I love this story. I'm so happy that this is like you know a lot of the the stories we talk about they get a little dark just in possibilities of where tech mm-hmm. can go. This is the sure. perfect use case of we have the tech to be able to do this thing and make people's lives better. And there's just truly yeah no drawbacks to it that I can see. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get smaller. It's gonna be able to last longer. It's just. Oh, that's so exciting. That is yeah. thrilling. Thank oh, you yeah. for that A little story. positive uh, <laughs> antidote yeah. to Neuralink. <laughs> On the topic of uplifting, mm. I have a bit of another kind of fun uplifting story for you. I guess this is more of like a tech thing and like ancient things. I don't know. I just found it was interesting. There was a woman in California who found a foot long mastodon tooth that washed up on a beach and she didn't initially know what it was. She thought it was like driftwood uh-huh. or something. So she called to essentially like report it. And someone had already picked it up on the beach and then they turned it in voluntarily. So now we have like this incredible archaeological find. So here's a quote from the article. And this is on goodnewsnetwork.org. Oh, I like but I think they're they're sourcing NBC for this. Yeah. I love Good News I've Network. I've never heard of them, but I like I like the idea of it. Oh, Oh, I love it because sometimes, like like you said, some of the AI news, some of the tech news, it gets so yeah. dark. So like every once in a while, I go to Good News Network just to, to hear them talk about how like whales are being saved in a certain oh, location. Oh, don't get me started or, on whales. In this whales. case, like I'm, I know, I know. <laughs> Have you heard what they're doing? The killer whales attacking boats? Yeah, they're leading armies. Yeah, you know what? Good for them. Like, in my opinion, good (laughs) for them. People have been attacking oceans for so long. I'm sorry I can't judge killer whales for it. There is, it's apparently only isolated to one pod, as far as I've Mm. read. And it is, 
So there are some researchers that they, they chalk it up to essentially being teenage behavior by orcas, but it hasn't subsided. Normally it probably would have subsided uh -oh. by now. And so there are some other researchers that are considering that revenge could be a thing that orcas are capable of. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're really, really intelligent yeah, creatures. Yeah. So probably, uh, Anyway, I would like to get you started on whales. What are your thoughts on that? Although, are they, they are, they are yes, killer whale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I just, I, I've been reading or hearing about these stories of them planning and attacking and strategizing against humans. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Everyone just hates us yeah. right now and it's not undeserved. So, yeah. you know, do your thing. Also stay not, away from the ocean. <laughs> yeah. It's just bad news right now. I think one of the interesting things about it is the orca what they're doing is it orca or orcas it's the plural of orca orcas, orcas? yeah orcas okay <laughs> yeah killer whales uh what they're doing is actually grabbing the rudders and tearing them off of ships as far as i'm aware uh so there are some researchers that are also just theorizing they like the feel of the mm. rudder between like in their mouth so that's also possible there's a lot of different possibilities with this that scientists are exploring yeah. right now <laughs> so um what were we talking about <laughs> we're talking about? about good news good news <laughs> oh right so yeah so i definitely i go to that site whenever i need to pick me up and they source them from like real news sites but before i actually like bring up any of their stories i, I make sure that it's from like mm -hmm. a legitimate news site just to just to double check but uh so yeah so just to a couple of quotes from this piece then uh this is again regarding the footlong mastodon tooth that washed up on a california beach uh, that is now apparently with a museum where it should be. Uh, so the a paleontology collections advisor, Wayne Thompson for the Santa Cruz Museum of Natural History said she didn't know what it was, the importance of it. It looks like a piece of old firewood. So she left it there. It's understandable. And then later uh, in the article, he says, it's super, super, super important for understanding elephant life in Santa Cruz County during the last ice age. There are only a few mammoth specimens and mammoths are more common than mastodons. Oh. Aptos was a popular destination for ice age proboscideans. I'm, I'm guessing on how to say that. <laughs> uh, Thompson told Crone 4 News. It's a piece of Santa Cruz history, he said. So that is actually super exciting. Yeah. Uh, I want to show you a picture of this tooth. So I am going to both send it to you on Discord and I'm going to describe it for our listening audience. So actually, you know what? I would like to hear, Danny, oh, will you man. describe okay. what this looks like? <laughs> it looks like... That's one tooth. That's a one tooth. It's a foot long. Foot long. Can you imagine having a foot okay. long tooth? In okay, your head? I got it. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like a foot long yeah. Subway sub that they left in the oven for like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's just pitch black. And then yeah. it started, all the yeah. cheese started melting down. And oh. it um, it's like it's like black and orange at the bottom. And it's, mm -hmm. yeah. It looks kind of spiky. It looks no good. Wouldn't eat it. Wouldn't pick it up on the beach either. I, I, I think it's mm -hmm. perfect. I think your de your description <laughs> was absolutely perfect. I think I would also add probably in regards to the spikiness, if somebody took that charred Subway sandwich with the drippy mm -hmm. cheese, they put it to a cave ceiling and they let it like calcify oh, yeah. for, I want to say like 20,000 years. Yeah. And it formed like stalactites, <laughs> yeah. right? So th 
So that's what it, it looks does. like. It absolutely does. <laughs> I think yeah. I a subway sandwich with stalactites. <laughs> you know what it doesn't look like? <laughs> huh? Driftwood. I would not say it. it really looks like driftwood. I can see some of the patterning that they were talking about. It looks kind of charred on the edges. It looks lighter in the center, but it, I, I think if I looked at it, I'd be like, what yeah. is yeah. that? Oh yeah, I would say that. <laughs> it's like, um, uh, yeah. It's crazy that that's just one tooth. It, it must have been, Mastodons must have just been absolutely huge. Before I read this story, I didn't really know, like it's been a long time since I learned about Mastodons, you know? Do you know how big they are? Do you know what they look like? I thought it was the same thing as a woolly mammoth, but apparently not. Yeah, I think that you are correct. I think they are similar to a woolly mammoth. They're basically kind of elephant-like with giant mm. tusks from my understanding. So I wanted them to be like huge. I would imagine they're pretty big if they had foot-long teeth, right. but I, I I don't know how big they actually are. <laughs> so Yeah, you know, I got to say... I've never been curious about the secret lives of ancient elephants in Santa Cruz before, but now I want to know everything. I want to hear all the details. Yeah, especially like they're on yeah. the beach, right? Like what are they doing on the beach? Partying. They're just like chilling out. This one in particular, you know, partied so hard he lost a tooth. <laughs> maybe he got he in doing? a fight. <laughs> like, man. Oh, man, maybe he did. He got in a little like trunk slapping oh, with some of his, uh, his, his party going buddies. <laughs> yeah. Trunk slapping was the the YouTube extravaganza back yeah. in the day. They just slapped the teeth out of each other, I guess. You know, this is somewhat <laughs> unrelated, but since you brought oh. up dinosaurs, <laughs> kind of. Oh, well, sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Have you ever heard the theory that all dinosaurs were dragons? And if you picture them with wings, it kind of makes sense. And but I feel if that supposedly was, okay. dinosaurs were super closely related to like birds and chickens and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Therefore, all dinosaurs are dragons. Well, nope. I case think closed. That's a little disingenuous. <laughs> case closed. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm about okay, to okay. agree with you. All right, I'm, then I'm you going can talk. to agree with you, but with a caveat. I think that it's rude to say that all dragons had to have mm. wings. That's, I think it's a medieval thing. I think there are a lot of dragons without wings. Um, oh, let's look at the 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 famous like Chinese style dragon, for instance. I don't think they have wings. I think they're just long bodies. They float oh, like the sky. in Zelda, quite beautiful. Yeah, yeah, like oh, they Zelda. are beautiful. And or in Dragon Ball, <laughs> which is my experience with it. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so I think in that case, the explanation of what a dragon is expands massively, and you have a case for all dinosaurs being dragons. But then I think if that is also the case, and dinosaurs were as closely related to birds as scientists mm -hmm. have said, does that also mean that like an emu is a dragon? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I okay. think so. So you heard it here first. All birds are dragons. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't yes. know if all dragons can breathe fire. But Komodo oh, dragons, that's, that's a good one. They don't breathe fire as yeah. far as I'm aware. They don't. And they exist. And they don't have wings. They don't. Mm. Mm, you got me now, there. <laughs> Komodo dragons, 
Komodo dragons breathe a fire in the form that they have terrible breath, I'm oh. sure. Because if they bite somebody, they have so much bacteria in their teeth and that's actually what kills them. That's a good point. So yeah, they have like an almost poisonous bite, but it's not a venom. It's like just real nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. They, they can't fly, can they? Nope. Nope. Komodo dragons have no wings. But if they did, can you? where do you think a Komodo dragon would get to if it could fly? Would it go to the beach? Would it get in a tail fight with somebody and knock other Komodo dragons' teeth yeah, out? Yeah, probably go party with the, the mastodons in Santa Cruz. Yeah, it probably would. I also think the Komodo dragon is a very old creature, right? So maybe like mastodons and Komodo dragons at one point in time when, you know, what was the name of the old land bass? Now I got to look at Pangea, was that it? Pangea? Yeah. Yeah, it was Pangea. Yeah, Pan- Pangea. Pangea, Pangea, good call. It is interesting to think about some of the creatures that uh, survive. Like, say, the Komodo dragon of all the dragons. That's, like, the one that survives. And it can't even fly. Yeah. <laughs> the one without wings, the one that can't breathe fire. Like, all the other dragons made fun yeah, of it. Aw. Like It's like, oh, look at you, kid. Where's your fire? Where's your fire? You just have a nasty mouth. And then, you know, Komodo dragon's like, hey, my nasty mouth was... Apparently survival of the fittest. Yeah. I don't know. Look just at me now. <laughs> Thriving. Uh, Thriving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I really steered that off topic. Anyways. <laughs> no, I was, I was about to steer it farther. So I'm glad that oh, you're, you're now diverting. Cause I, I, I suddenly, we were talking about Pangea and I was like, did you know that horses actually did originate in the Americas? And then they migrated, I think to like they migrated across something or other. I'm just going from a distant, mm-hmm. distant memory now. And then they kind of became extinct in the Americas. And then they were brought back oh, by Europeans. <laughs> so interesting. interesting. Horses, horses coming home. Coming home. Didn't like, so. didn't like it over there in Europe. And now they run wild in, in, uh, in the USA, at least we have a lot of wild horses they do. here. They so, do. yeah. But I think that there might be a, an underlying fear of wild horses. Cause there's that song, right? wild horses couldn't drag me away. And it, it makes me wonder like, why, why are you, why do you have a fear of wild horses dragging you away? Mm. You know, it's <laughs> a really specific phobia. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes them sound like they're going to come into your home and take you. But I, yeah. I don't know. I imagine yeah. it's more in context <laughs> of people trying to break wild horses and the wild horses mm. not appreciating that bucking them you know dragging them away with their lasso yeah yeah as you know is understandable so tangents aside that's the mastodon tooth (laughs) (laughs) do you have any other stories that you want to talk about today well you already kind of mentioned one of them and that was the apple headset Mm mm-hmm yeah Mm-hmm. Did you watch the video for that? I did. I watched most of it. All right. Did you also watch the unveiling of the Quest 3 by Meta? No, I did not watch that one. Can we do this thing where we watch them back to back? Because I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So just to give everyone a rundown of what these two pieces of technology are that we are talking about, they are both headsets for VR, um, so virtual reality and augmented reality uh, simulations uh, that, you know, they go on your head. They don't really have to be attached to anything. 
Apple came out with the Apple Vision Pro or is coming out with the Apple Vision Pro, I think it is going to retail for something like $3,400. Meta is coming out with the Quest 3. I think they launched that video about a week before the Apple Vision Pro video launched. Uh, so they are in a way competing headsets, but I imagine the mm -hmm. Quest 3 is going to be a lot, a lot cheaper. <laughs> so there's I, that. I, I believe it said $499 oh, starting yeah, at, that's a, at the end of the video. $3,000 cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> first things first, uh, what do you think about both of them? Just like off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, my initial reactions is that the meta version is seems to be built more for gaming and the mm -hmm. Apple version seems to be built more for everyday life, almost a replacement of your phone, your computer can do everything like FaceTime, video chat, emails, watch TV, that kind of thing. I noticed they didn't, I don't think they even included gaming in the Apple version. They did, and, but it was a blip. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the meta version had controllers. The Apple version did not. It was all via mm -hmm. gestures, hand gestures. And mm -hmm. uh, the meta version looked goofy as hell. <laughs> the <laughs> Apple one looked pretty cool. And you can yeah. actually see, I believe you can see your eyes through it or it simulates your eyes or something. So it's less jarring for people looking at you if you're wearing them. Yes, that is an absolutely amazing assessment. I agree <laughs> with so many points in there. I think that one of the brilliant things, like, so I've said for a long time that VR will take off um, when Nintendo gets a hold of it, because I think Nintendo is so good at marketing. But one of the things that I forgot is that Apple is amazing at marketing and <laughs> right. Apple could be the reason that VR really takes off. Like, yeah. Um, Cause I agree with you. The, the feeling that I got between the two videos was so different for the meta quest. I was like, I didn't feel like it was catered to me at all, which is super weird. I am, I would say a gamer, you know, we've both been gaming since we were children. We play all kinds of games, like from like not shooters you, to... <laughs> you're being modest. Not only are you a gamer, you create video games. So like you are like the truest definition of a gamer. Oh, well, thank you. That is very kind to say. And Danny and, and I worked you to... on games together. So she is also a game dev over here. <laughs> and, she has, and she was a game dev when she was younger. So oh, yeah. you oh, also sure. are the truest version of a gamer. Yeah, I peaked. I peaked when I was eight. <laughs> but so as a gamer you didn't feel like you wanted to buy the meta quest so i think the thing about it is it felt very empty but it didn't feel like it was trying to connect with me at all whereas like apple took me on a meditative experience into this it whole was like experience thing. that's the word yes. i was thinking of yes it was like they're like and it has uh what did they call it? Like some kind of advanced technology for sound so you can hear it better than ever before. And they're like, their whole thing was about immersion, but also giving you control of the amount of immersion that you wanted by being able to like tune into the world around you at any time. That's yeah. wild. Either black yeah. it out or tune in and have like a variation between. And I was like, oh, that's slick. And yeah, like, yeah. I don't even use my MacBook very often. I mostly use it for like Mac Unity builds, but I also, I love the machine. I do love the Mac. It's just, my PC has more applications that I can use that just aren't made for Mac. So I use mm -hmm. PC, um, but also I love my PC <laughs> and I just made my new PC. I, I didn't even it. know you had a Mac. So 
so this is new. I, to I me. do. I do. <laughs> I got I got a refurbished uh, Mac Pro, like a 2016 Mac Pro, so that I could like do things on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was kind of excited about getting it. It feels nice. It's just got a nice feel. Apple's so good at like hardware and packaging yeah. and like yeah. Uh, but I thought one of the cool things about the Apple Vision Pro is that you could like basically look at your MacBook. And it would take the screen and like make it into a giant screen. So you basically mm-hmm. have like a movie theater size computer in front of you. That's yeah. so cool. I think also it's even just the length of the videos, you know, Meta put out one minute of features. Yes. Apple put out nine minutes of features and it was just nonstop. Like we, we oh, do this. Yeah. We do that. We take in the entire room and the acoustics of the room and we can turn mm-hmm. it down based on, you know, just like what you were saying with the immersion. It was it truly, yeah. it was impressive. And I've never craved VR. It's never been like my, my thing, but even this, I could see myself using. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> if they want to give me one, I'll take it. But uh, I, I might. Uh, I think <gasps> I need to. I, I might really? buy it, honestly. Between the two, it's so funny because the, and I'll have to save up for it, but the Apple glasses are like so much more pricey. But based on just everything they showed me, I would hop on that before I would hop on the Quest 3 because mm. I, I think there's a, like a, a quality kind of, it feels like there's a quality there that they've put a lot of thought into it and that's exactly like their marketing worked this is like one of those examples where like advertising worked on me <laughs> and yeah also they did a thing in that that i think is what hooked me there was a drive-in near where we grew up do you remember that i do the drive-in yeah. theater yeah. yeah uh i loved going to that theater like with my friends in the open air and like throwing the frisbee around until the movie started uh and they did this thing in the apple uh, the like vision pro ad that they, they make the screen really big and they surround you. You can like put whatever environment you want around it and like Mm. basically watch a movie wherever you want to be. And it gave me those kind of drive-in vibes. Yeah, that is really, that's cool. You just reminded me there's a a scene in the glorified commercial that the woman was laying, laying in or the person was laying in bed and they were looking up at their ceiling and they had turned their mm-hmm. ceiling into like a sky and that oh, would be yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah let's say you're a little homesick let's say you want to go on a hike but you just can't or like work is too crazy I think one of the, the feelings that I got from the Apple Vision Pro as well is like this is a thing for like people who work from home that they have to be available at all times and so they can't like leave their house necessarily to like go on a break or go to nature or whatever. This is the thing they just put the headset on their head. They look up at the stars. They look around at like trees and foliage or whatever. It's like a break within a headset. Mm-hmm. It's still a headset. So it's still going to be cumbersome in a way. But man, they made that look comfortable too. <laughs> like their they, focus was like. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how long you could reasonably wear it with a yeah. feel in. Good. Yeah. But I think, I believe. If I remember right, it lasts maybe like six to eight hours on a charge. Yeah, which is, I think, not bad. I mean, if you think of the original iPhone technology than compared I would to where it is now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I actually, just to give a background as well, you said you're not terribly interested in VR. I am interested in VR. I've always been fascinated with VR. I actually worked in VR. My first 3D job was in VR. So it's just like, I, I do enjoy VR. 
And I'm just kind of like waiting for it to catch on. But I also yeah. understand the convenience and the portability. I don't like putting things on my head very often because my head is very dentable. Just dense. <laughs> Stays dented. I could dent it right now and it would just really? last for the rest of the episode and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. You mean like when you put on glasses and it leaves marks? Yes. It's that. Okay. But also, well, that happens to everyone. Well, but <laughs> I can put a shower cap on my head and it will uh-huh. leave a dent for two hours, even if I've taken a five minute shower. And then I can, I, I've actually used the Quest 2. It's a borrowed yeah. Quest 2. And the person that I borrowed it from, we laugh about it because it just leaves dents on my head for like all day, like 24 hour dents. They just stay there. <laughs> Maybe you they need go to drink away. more water. I drink so much. I drink, drink so more. much water. <laughs> I have always drank so much water. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I drink too much water. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so oh. if, you know, that would be a a great thing at a party or something. If I ever fall asleep, you just put like a stamp on my head, but you don't even need ink or anything. Just dense. <laughs> It'll stay there for a day. It'll go away. Yeah. But you know, you're yeah. actually making a good case for Neuralink here. Cause that could eventually do all the same things and you don't have a dent on your sensitive little face. It's true, but I'd almost rather wear like a wraparound ear thing that does like a non-invasive thing. <laughs> and like same thing, signal sending, but but I don't have to have Elon Musk's technology in my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> to put that lightly. But you save us now. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see. I mean, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I just I love the marketing between the two. I'm glad that you watched them because I felt like Apple Glasses was like like obviously if I get a VR system, I want to be able to game on it. I want to be able to make games for it. And I guarantee you're going to allow that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's, and Quest 3 was like gaming focused and yet I wasn't feeling it in the same way. It's just so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is interesting. Does that make us their demographic now? Are we their target demographic? Apple? Oh yeah. Because I felt very targeted. I was like, oh, this feels like it was made for me. (laughs) I think it's just, it was clean. It was well done. Yeah. They laid out a very solid case. I I really liked there was minimal hardware involved. Yeah. And they used real life examples of why you would want this. Yes. I could see the lack of controller being a slight issue, but I I believe that there will probably be like controller accessories that would come Mm. out and link to it, Mm -hmm. I imagine. The same way that you can get for your iPhone and like play games on it, should you wish, you know? Yeah. I will say I'm a little uncomfortable with the idea of someone using this and I'm like blown up on a FaceTime and they can see all my, (laughs) because I already don't look good on FaceTime. It's just not a flattering Honestly, like scenario. (laughs) Yeah. Phone. Nobody looks good on FaceTime. I think if there is any comfort, I think that's it. Like no one does. Yeah. But no one is all blown up. I mean, make me smaller. Well, that's the thing though. They can, they can make you smaller. (laughs) They'd be like, oh God. And just like shrink it right down. (laughs) Well, make up your mind. (laughs) But that is actually one of the things I thought was a little, little bizarre was that when they're projecting your face, it's like a 3D representation of your face that is like uh, estimating, uh, yeah. like it's basically trying to mirror your emotions and it does a 3D mm-hmm. scan of your face beforehand so that it like, and they're like, so it gets it realistic, but it's definitely like weird looking, not even on Candy Valley 3D. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Nobody's thinking that's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. That doesn't um, mean I'm not going to FaceTime you looking like an Uncanny Valley 3D character. I will absolutely do that. <laughs> I mean, and I will I blow you up, up as but... big as possible. It's the biggest compliment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it is. It's exciting. It's also just exciting to have kind of a new line of, it almost feels like a new line of technology completely. Yeah. Just in the, you know, if VR has been around for a while, but this is just so different and so dare I say innovative listen this isn't sponsored but Apple if you want to give us things we'll take it (laughs) so on the topic of Apple you I believe you know this because I was very excited and I sent it to you but uh Apple is going to stop auto correcting a very certain word with the word duck (laughs) so you (laughs) can ducking say yes you can ducking say whatever you ducking want (laughs) so That is Very kind exciting of exciting. Update. It's crazy yep. it it's, took them this long. Yeah, it's not just for them. duck. There are other words as well. So, uh, uh, yep. I believe that update is going to be released in September. If I am recording Why make correctly. us wait? Uh, you know what? Just because they duck and can. <laughs> I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Get the people hyped. So, Danny as our, I believe, final story. Mm-hmm. Have you been keeping up with Starfield? Not at all. <laughs> What's okay. going on with Starfield? So Starfield is going to be Bethesda's first new IP in 25 years. Wow. They say it's 25 years in the making. I think that means they've been thinking about it for a long time, mm-hmm. probably. Okay. Um, for those that aren't familiar with Bethesda, you may be familiar with video games like Skyrim, uh, Morrowind, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, a number of other titles that they have worked on or made or produced. So yeah, you may be familiar with some of their titles. They're one of the bigger gaming companies. They're definitely AAA. They're based out of Maryland. Why do I know all this stuff? I love Bethesda. Anyway, <laughs> um, they <laughs> well, were bought by Microsoft. Starcraft. My heart broke. <laughs> no. um, okay, so Starfield. Starfield, I'm sorry. Starfield, yes. Wait, isn't there a video game called Starcraft? There is, and that was by uh, Blizzard. And that is a pretty old franchise. There's like StarCraft 1, 2, and I believe 3, but I can't quite remember. I wasn't a huge StarCraft fan, and that's a a real-time strategy game. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. So Uh, this is not StarCraft. This is is not StarCraft. This is a completely new story. Yep, completely new for Bethesda. And it takes place out in the wider universe as humans explore and have bases on different planets, there are going to be over a thousand planets that you can go to in Starfield. And apparently they have bases and people and NPCs that you can talk to. I'm hoping that that is legit and not just some kind of procedural stuff because sometimes that can go a little bit awry. Uh, But I have pretty high hopes for it. It seems to have some really good character creation. So I can put a good, like, you know, 250 hours into making my character. <laughs> and then it has some pretty good ship customization. So I can put another 350 hours there. And then yeah. I might get around to playing the game at some point. <laughs> so um, is this, so is this like a Skyrim in space kind of experience? 
I would call it Skyrim in space. I think it's something very similar. So I think that you're going to be like talking to people similarly. You'll be interacting with the world, I think, in a similar way. You can hoard things in the same way. Uh, so you can like pick up cups or apparently one of the people in the video as they were showing and talking about it hoards sandwiches. They have an entire oh. room with a table <laughs> just dedicated to sandwiches that they collect. That's hilarious. Space sandwiches. And they just throw them all on a table and have a giant pile of space sandwiches. So <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Uh, it looks like the engine has gone through some improvements. There's real-time global illumination. For those that are not familiar with what that is, it just means that it's going to be casting shadows from a light uh, live, but it's going to look very, very, very good. It's going to get that ambient occlusion. It's going to get those like dark contact shadows. Like when you, when you put a cup on your desk and you see like the shadow around the rim or as it's like, as you lift it up and there's like a little bit of like soft darkness under there, things like that. It's just going to be doing that live. Um, for those that aren't super into it, that's computate. As we've said in previous episodes, computationally expensive. So it's very cool that they're doing that for their newest IP. I'm excited about that, but <laughs> probably no one else is. They're obviously excited about it. They brought it up in their video, <laughs> but uh, you, I have to say that one of the coolest things about this game coming out is the swag. It's going to launch with some actual physical swag. Physical swag. Uh-huh. So there is a watch in the game that is kind of like smartwatch looking. Uh, mm -hmm. you check it for all your stats and stuff. Kind of similar to, did you play Fallout 3 or Fallout 4? No, no, I did not. Okay, there's like a wrist uh, device called a Pip-Boy and you look down and it has all your stats and all your data and everything like that. So they're doing that again, but this time it's like a watch, a very space looking NASA kind of watch. And they are also like launching with that watch in real life. I'm not wow. sure if it comes with the game or you have to order it separately, but it's pretty sleek looking. Not going to lie. It's a good nice. looking smartwatch and its UI is pretty sexy. Very They're also nice. launching with a custom controller. I think it's an Xbox controller. It's Xbox looking controller anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's also very like kind of spacey looking. It has like lines all over it. Doesn't that sound exciting? It has lines on it. <laughs> no, but it's like it's a really, really good looking sleek kind of like NASA inspired controller. That's but, what I would say. Yeah. And this game comes out in the fall? In September, I think. Wow. September 6th, I believe, if if I so recall. Soon. It's funny because I was thinking the other day as I was trying to make plans for the future and I was like, no, no, because part of September is taken. I know what that is. And then I was like, but there's something on September 6th. Something happens. And I couldn't mm -hmm. remember. And now I think it was the release date for Starfield. So I'm going to have to get everything I can done before yes. it comes out because it's going to yes. probably usurp a good week of my life if it's like their other titles. <laughs> but. Yeah, speaking of, um, how is Zelda treating you? I love Tears of the Kingdom. I have been keeping it um, at someone else's house away from my apartment so I can get things done. <laughs> ah, smart. <laughs> so yeah, that's at my partner's place. And uh, I just, I need to... I have a lot of work to do, so I just, <laughs> I Pacing can't keep yourself. it here. I can't, I binge too much, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I also picked up No Man's Sky again recently. Mm. Have you ever played that one? No, but when you were describing Starfield, it reminded me of the concept of No Man's Sky. Yeah, I think there are parts of it. I do think Starfield also includes like mining with a mining gun kind of thing, just like No Man's Sky does as well. And obviously ship um, in No Man's Sky, you don't really customize your ship so much as you 
find ships and add like little customization components to them. Okay. Starfield seemed a bit more in depth. Like you could like buy room designs from certain corporations in space and it would change the look of your entire room or something mm -hmm. like that. And you can hire a crew and stuff. Well, that's excited. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But I, I recommend checking it out, even just a little trailer, see if it's something you might like. Because you've played Skyrim. Yes. Loved Skyrim. Mm -hmm. Have you played it. any? No, it's, I feel like that's okay. I feel like that's a Bethesda thing. You don't have to finish their <laughs> games. That's true. They always have an ending, but you, you can finish the game without seeing it, is how I feel. Listen, it's all about the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild for me. And that's oh, the yeah? quest. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you went dark. I loved the Thieves Guild quest in Skyrim, though. I really did enjoy that. I've never done the Dark Brotherhood quest, though. What? Nope, I haven't. I know. It's surprising. I always go thief. Uh, I think, is it the, the Black Hand is what they send you? Like that print or whatever with the paper? I've gotten that. I think so. And I don't remember what I did with it. Or maybe that was Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, mm. I think I did it in Elder Scrolls Online, but not Skyrim. <laughs> so For anyone who's unfamiliar, it is the uh, mercenary cult, <laughs> kind way of putting it. The um, uh, It's an assassin, a group of assassins, right? Well, that's not a very nice word for us. Oh, you, you prefer <laughs> um, like murder merchants no. what's a good what's a good no um, uh, peacemakers peacemakers okay mm. all right so mercenaries and peacemakers is the <laughs> yeah. preferred uh verbiage of yes you won't you won't understand until you play through it so i recommend yeah. you do okay all right yeah well, I apologize if I gave you insult. I will have to keep these words in mind whenever I'm talking mm. about murder sins. <laughs> yeah, uh, you insulted me greatly, and I will never forgive you. Oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> this is, she's she's part of the, the peacekeeping guild. Uh, this is going to be... I'm just going to, like, uh, drop off the face of the planet for a little while. Don't... <laughs> That's probably Don't mind best. me. I won't look at any slip of paper. That's not going to work with me. <laughs> They're both. Uh, yeah, I got to replay those. But also, now I got to play Starfield. Looking forward to that. Yep. And it's going to be in September. It's a very good month. It is. So, it is. <laughs> it's uh, when fall starts to awaken. It kind of. Does fall even start? I think fall starts in November. September Wait. 21st. Does it? You could be making that up and I'd believe you. I might be. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, everyone. What it doesn't matter what the real date is. It's September 21st now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so says the peacekeeper. <laughs> it's, it's September 21st. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it for today. We're going to go ahead and skip the questions portion because we have had a little catching up to do today. But if you have any questions or comments, please do leave them in the video. Uh, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. And stay in touch with us. And we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. We'll be back every other Tuesday with yeah. more tech news and miscellaneous tech. <laughs> and, you know, tech. And tech life. Tech and, and tech. And life. 
And <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much for joining us on Sisters Processing. 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 Processing.